What's up, everybody? As we talk more about coaching, I do want to let everyone know that we are now doing a virtual coaching summit in October. We had so much positive feedback and interest from our on-site coaches summit that now we want to make it available to everyone in the entire world. On October 7th, we're going to be putting on this live event, webinar style, for coaches of all levels. And we even have Ferris Khan, a.k.a. Brother Ferris, go check him out on Instagram, coming to be a guest speaker. He's freakishly smart when it comes to plyos, speed training, and anything else based around athletic performance. And just personally, I'm excited to learn from his portion and do demos and progressions with him live. We're taking feedback from the on-site summit, and now we're putting that into the virtual summit to make it even better. If you want to interact with me or Ferris Khan right inside of the Zoom session, head over to garagestrength.com forward slash pages forward slash virtual dash summit to lock in that early bird pricing going on until the end of august that's 75 dollars for four sessions of learning from myself and ferris khan i hope all the coaches listening out there can join us in that virtual summit peace What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Garage Strength Podcast. Bo- brought to you, brought to you, brought to you by Peak Strength. Yeah, bought. What's up, you. Earl? Oh, Earl. Hey. I wanted to mention. Oh, someone called me out because I did not introduce you as a three-time co-author of the year. Oh, World I, I like that person, whoever yeah. it is. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to the podcast, Earl. Thanks for, three for being time, here. Three-time co-training for fourth right yeah. now. Too. Well, yeah. well, not training. I'm like in it. We're in the process. And I've let you down. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. You didn't, but that's all right. It, um, I'll get there. It's okay. Yeah. I always wonder, too. It's like when we're having this conversation, people on the other, in nether world, the audience, I wonder if they know what we do on the back end of our lives. Um, oh, well, I know in, I've seen someone ask that about me. Because they know, like, you're this full-time, where me... Well, I, I mean, even, like, how we communicate on our project management oh, tool and stuff. Do you want to talk about that real quick? <laughs> no, I, they don't need to hear that. All right. We use some apps. Yeah. And... <laughs> and and, and, and message it. each other all day. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yep. And it's pretty well known, like, there's certain times of the day when I will respond, because I'm not doing my, like, what I call my vocational work. Yeah. And uh, other times, like, I check. I'm probably one of the few people he knows he can talk to before 6 a.m., too. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> that's very accurate. So we can we can get pretty in-depth. I think we'll both, like, be sitting on the can and be, like, talking back. <laughs> yeah, it's so accurate. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. That is so accurate. And Dana always, always says... I'm taking a dump right now. Like he has to <laughs> I have one other know. buddy who who will do the exact same thing as me. <laughs> getting, we're getting a little loud there. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So, oh, that's part you, of being getting old, though. Is you just get comfortable with these things. Yeah. It's life. It's it's a factor of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Very nice. So yeah, three time working on four. So all the way out there, like it's. It's in the process. It's in the process. And I think we're in like compared to last year, we're pretty much actually, I'd say we're ahead of the game, right? We might be four months ahead of the game. Yeah. Like it's pretty crazy. Yeah. No, we're doing a better job. No, I don't know if it's better or it's just more spread out. We don't feel crunch. I don't feel like I'm crunching. Yeah. That's accurate. Even though I beat my crunch by like three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that we're thinking through what, what to present to people based off of feedback from coaches and, and even yeah. feedback from garage strength program. We do design. listen and we do read the discord. Yeah. I'm just, and YouTube yeah. comments. Uh Oh, <laughs> I, I read the YouTube comments. Yeah. I engage with everybody on YouTube all day, man. I would, if I, st- I read them, but I won't comment on them. Well, I want to comment almost on every single one just I, because I, I like to write and I just, and there's points don't. Yeah. <laughs> there's some points where it's not, it's, 
I used to get really mad and now I don't get mad at all. I'll actually think about why someone says something if it's a negative comment. Yeah. And think about how we could address that in a future topic. I'm glad I have more of like an emotional response sometimes. Oh, like that. I was talking to you about that one short with the 50 clap and push up. So people are like, you have no idea what you're talking about. What a bum like this won't work. And it's like context people like he's not saying this is all you're going to do. But hey, if you do this one thing, it's going to give you an edge. Yeah, it will also like every person that has said that has likely never done 16 straight weeks of doing that. And yeah. it's like, yo, hold yourself accountable for not one week, not two weeks, for 16 weeks of doing that every single day. So I used to get a programming day from Dane called Press Fest because I may be the only person in the world who loves pressing overhead. And also, too, I, I have like a really bad torn peck and another peck that's like slightly torn. So bench pressing like is very hard for me. Like I can do it, but I can't legitimately go heavy because my body just. You know, I, I didn't get things treated. I think so, but I can press overhead. Yeah. Um, and I had two buddies who I would just have them like do it with me. I'm like, hey, you want to do this with me? And they'd be like, yeah. And they started loving it, but they hated, hated the clap and push ups because it was almost without question, that's how you finish. It was like clap and push ups. And as they would build, it'd start being clap and push ups with like um, the ghost face kickbacks. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like you're tri- and you're Tricep. doing them after your triceps and lats and like pressing muscles are destroyed from a full workout too. Uh And it was incredible to watch them go from like doing like three to being able to do sets of 17 Yeah, yeah. or just learning how to like fight through it and like recruit and still try to be explosive when you're fatigued through the roof. And you can get there within like three to four weeks. Yeah, no, it wasn't long, but, and then it was crazy because the one guy liked to bench press and he's like, I want to bench press this number. And he like never did it. And ended up doing it. Yeah. And all he was doing was basically doing like my press fest workout. Right. right. And it was it was silly. Like and more push ups. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, let's get in. Well, you know, what's crazy too, we're talking about my buddies. Yeah. Like they were close to forty. Like they weren't like they were old. Yeah. Older, but trained, like, you know, still had that like I wanna be athletic, I wanna feel young. Right. I wanna move like a young person. That's actually what we're gonna talk about today is athletic old man training or athletic athletic fitness as it's called in the peak strength app yeah and basically that's what your programming is too that what you use for yourself right yeah what i do i mean what i've always done and this is where it sort of stemmed from is like coming into the gym i'd come in and i'd say especially once i started to do more of the assault bike stuff like two years ago then once i shifted from the assault bike to starting to run more it was like all right do I want to do, and and we would do this inside of the Ghostface program, which used to be on our, our website, which now is Athletic Fitness. But we'd say like, or I would say to myself, do I want to do cardio? Do I want to do a pump, like get a pump, so build muscle? Do I want to like try and push like a big lift? Or do I want to just do some athlete workout, like a athlete day basically? Yeah, like plyos, reflexive yeah. work type of stuff. Yeah. Move fast, maybe sprint. Yeah. So... For me, it was me telling this to Trevor, and I'm like, dude, you know, people buy the Ghostface program. Why don't we put this inside the app? It, like, it, it could help with general fitness out there. And essentially, that's where everything stemmed from. Was like, I always felt like, especially as I was getting older, as I'm getting older, it's hard to tell how I'm going to feel the very next day because I don't know, you know let's say I go to bed late or I got something with the kids or whatever, I could have a negative impact on my workout the next day. And if I could have some dynamic system while still getting stronger and and hitting the strength lifts enough and still hitting the, the weight loss work or the endurance work enough, I could, I could sort of check all the boxes throughout a five day time frame. Mm-hmm. That was sort of my thought process. Yeah. So I recently flew back. Like I went out vacation, Chicago, flew back, got stuck at one airport for like hours Mm -hmm. in like the connecting flight. And so I got I had to be up real early. So I only got like three hours of restless sleep. Mm -hmm. And then I'm up. I can't sleep in the plane. Get back. And it was like, well, I have to go to like vocational work because I have all this stuff lined up. But like I need a day because I need to sleep like I just knew it. I needed to do it. But on that day I got back, I'm like, I haven't worked out in three days. I'm doing something, even though like I purposely 
front loaded all my workout stuff. So yeah. I would like get in what I wanted to do and have the days I was gone, like to not be like, Oh, I need to do this. But it was like, I need to do something. And I did, I was like, I don't want to lift weights. Cause I know I haven't slept. I don't want to get you hurt. Don't get hurt. Yeah. And I, I know like dummy me will push it when mm -hmm. it should be like, just slow down, just stop. So I'm like, I'll do a plyo day. Like I'll do an athlete day. And I start going and I do my jumps and I'm like, I am so glad I am not lifting right now. Cause like I could just tell I wasn't springy. And if you're lifting then in that case, that's when you tweak your back or your upper back, or you do something to your knee, something stupid. Cause you plop when you're squatting. Uh -huh. something like that and i think that's that's the benefit of this yeah it, it was wonderful because i felt like i got a great workout in but never once were was i like mentally like yo you better like check yourself yeah yeah and absolutely it, it was really nice that way and like i do that based off like athletic fitness like i i t i'm in conversation with you about it yeah, yeah and it was just like oh all right what am i doing athlete day stuff today yeah, like let's exactly. rock and roll um should i do the imagine stuff should I, I wrote it even though we're like past that point typically in the <laughs> thing. Jason's like, no, <laughs> yeah. looking away, tuning off. Um, I do want to talk about something we discussed around whatever you want to do, Earl. Uh, I'm going to skip it around athletic fitness was the mental sort of the mindset around it. Um, yeah. We have discussed about um, identity and identity within as an athlete as maybe a football player as a wrestler or something and that as you age and you go from maybe high school to college and you can still have that identity and maybe college and you are good enough and you go to the pros and you still have that identity but what happens when all of a sudden you go from maybe high school to college and you lose that part of your identity or college to like adulthood and like that part of your identity goes, you know, like it's not there. It's not something that you've been familiar with probably for at least the last decade of your life, maybe decade and a half. Yeah. And you have to sort of redefine yourself and see yourself in a new way. And through our conversation, athletic fitness is one way to maintain that identity, mm -hmm. but to kind of shift the goal. Yeah. And I, I, I even think I was thinking about myself personally like the competitive side was something that i struggled with when i stopped throwing was like how am i going to get the the competitive nature or that competitive you know fire that i loved from throwing how am i going to get that back and i think that one of the cool things with athletic fitness is like you can you can do these tests and actually one of the videos that we did was we had a five minute test in it you know and it's like five minute assault bike test we've talked about that here where it's like it's hard it's brutal but the anxiety that it can create was almost exactly how i would feel going into a comp and i think that that's the cool part is it's like if you have these specific tests that you can establish for your own well-being like hey where am i at aerobically where am i at strength wise where am i at can i still do a you know a i don't know a five foot bound whatever it is if you can have those those tests, that also helps that that bridging or the transition with your identity to a new space. So it's like taking the the identity and also taking the competitive nature and having a new place that you're going to be existing uh, as a you know gen pop individual, and you're still going to be able to get that competitive nature while, while you're doing all this. I think that's the one thing that made me think about that. I don't know. Yeah, no, I could hear that. Like, so before I came today, like I worked, I didn't ramp up to it at 130 kilos for a clean. And like, I'm only cleaning like once a week, but like, that's heavy for me. Yeah. So that was a win. Like I didn't PR in any way, but like I'm 40 years old now and it's like, I can work sets at that weight. Still. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Like, and it's that's just really like, good. Oh, all right. Like come mess with, not mess with me. Like, Oh, like how we talked about, like, you look at the ears and the eyebrows yeah, yeah. mess with me, but like I can hang with 20 year olds. Yeah. If you want me yeah. to like from a, a fitness and that is fun. Like, like that's okay. That's okay to have that. Like a lot of people, Oh, well you're comparing yourself like that. Okay. Yeah. You shouldn't always compare yourself, but you know what? It's also fun to do that shit. Like yeah. it's enjoyable. <laughs> it's enjoyable that you can, you know, be an accomplished person in your professional life and, and do multiple things and still hold a physical fitness level. And that's essentially in my mind, 
what is so cool about athletic fitness is that you're sort of holding yourself to a new standard for longevity, but in that longevity, you know, it's not a race. It's like this, you know, uh, how can I hold this longevity as, as long as I can, but I'm also holding my, my, uh, my baseline higher than most people can. And it becomes, uh, you know, then, then you're down in the gym here and you might be able to screw around with someone like Tamad or whoever and be like, yo, why are you cleaning 140 right now? That's like five, 10 kilos more than what I can do. And I'm 40 and I'm beat up. Yeah. And deep down inside, you're like, yeah, got him. <laughs> got oh, him. Without question. Or the, the silly one, when I did that PA press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there was yeah. people who were like, I yeah. don't know. And yeah, it's Noah, like, Noah's like, no way. And I and was you, like, uh, uh, I'm like, like I said, I like to press overhead. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it. it you know, it was like a nice little spark and like yeah. there was no like ill will. It was like legitimate logical thought. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it can happen. Well, that's that's the whole thing. I, I think that the testing and the dude, there's there's valid points to comparisons at some point. Like it's it's not like you're basing your whole life, your character. You're not judging yourself off of how you compare to other people. You're using those things as like just little little prods along the way like oh maybe today you know i i do need a little bit of competition against somebody yeah it'll be fun that way and what you gonna call it too going back to that five That's why minute people freaking golf and play pickleball and tennis and shit yeah like that. Like, but all this stuff will help you with that yeah 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 like exactly being in a rec league going yeah. to like your pickup basketball game with your buddies like yep. in your local town yeah uh but uh that five minute test i wanted to talk about there's a coach who's older i don't know how old he is right mm -hmm. who did that test and hit like 112 cows yeah, or something. 29 yeah. 29 all right so he's still he's still younger younger but like it's not like 20 he has kids okay yeah so he's like almost probably a decade older too yeah like helping with that stress of that yeah. you know especially if they're young yeah 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 for sure older kids still bring stress but it's a totally different type of stress Oh, compared to when they're younger? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's much more emotional and supportive with older kids. Yeah. Whereas younger kids, it's just like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And older kids. <laughs> I mean, older kids, you still have like, why'd you do that? Older kids, you have to, you can't be as straightforward with the way you push them sometimes. Yeah. Like, I can see that. Yeah. I don't to, know like, for sure, but I can see that with my oldest. Yeah. You have to be a little. Your I oldest is like 30, though. So like. She's not 30. She's gonna be 21 in august <laughs> she's gonna be a senior yeah but like i, I always like to laugh uh, julia we were talking about this we're like you know what we may have been teenage parents but we do have a daughter who's a biochem medical engineer yeah who carries like a 3.7 gpa and is taking like calc four yeah and like like you should be proud of that like we did okay there and yeah. like Neither one of us will say like, oh, we did it. It was like we had a community like my parents helped her parents helped. Like, yeah. you know what that's like. Like, yeah, I see for sure. your family, like your parents help. You know, it's just it's part of growing old. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Staying fit. Um, man, you want to talk a little bit about the bodybuilding stuff with the old man fitness? I think or as I like to say, enlarge and enhance. <laughs> Yeah, you were saying that the other day. I think the best the best thing about bodybuilding, and it's interesting because now like a lot of the golden era bodybuilders, one, they're still around, and two, they still look pretty good. And there's two factors there is that one, I think they were in the era before they were taking massive amounts of drugs. They were still taking a very large amount of drugs, but not the amount of drugs that the guys are on today who, you know, are all, you know, just absurdly huge they look like comic book characters today worn by what's his name mark libel like rob liefeld. Ra liefeld thank you jason yeah it's so it's like you know now now you see with these older dudes they're still around and they're still doing bodybuilding stuff and the big factor is that because of the range of motion because of the blood flow and because they're still doing physical fitness work they still look pretty good and they're still able to function well. And I think that bodybuilding as we've seen like the freakazoid bodybuilders, it's gotten such a negative connotation, but 
it was really one of the main reasons for the explosion of resistance-based training. And I think that that's something that we've got to sift through as a, as a sort of community of strength and conditioning is like, we've got to remember bodybuilding is very good and bodybuilding is also really good for longevity. And I think that, um, as we, you know, we'll, we'll continue to do functional stuff and we'll continue to do aerobic based training, but also there's, there's a very important aspect behind stabilizing your joints as you get older, making sure that you have enough lean muscle mass. There's a lot of research that, uh, lean muscle mass and the amount that you have is pretty well correlated with longevity of living, uh, along those lines. It's like, that's one of the main factors around being able to continuously build muscle or maintain muscle as you're aging. Can you talk to your bodybuilding and around unilateral movements? Cause I know that's something you're very big on in the athletic fitness type of training means and sort of the mental thought process around why you do that. Um, I mean, I think, I think initially for me personally, it's like, let's look, let's look at like you're doing a single leg squat dumbbells or or even body weight like one i'm gonna get really good range of motion in my hip really good range of motion in my lower back in my ankles depending upon where i place my foot and if i'm holding one dumbbell or two dumbbells i've got to focus on some trunk control if i get a little bit of a forward lean it sort of mimics walking up the steps these are all like real easy things that you can do to maintain hip mobility. Cause a lot of things that if you can think about an older individual, like an 85, 90 year old individual, as they age, they, they become very rigid and they, they lose that elasticity. And I think that it's very similar to athletes. It's like, if we can maintain elasticity as long as possible, that's going to help us aging. And so, you know, doing something like that, or even dumbbell benching with a pause deeper in the hole or alternating just creating a little bit of coordination. I sort of look at it as if we're training the nervous system for athletes to become more explosive, to be, to recruit at higher speeds, to take on all these crazy angles as we're aging, we're training the nervous system to continuously fire and be able to recruit when we're in a fully stretched position. It's like the more that we can do that, the more our body can handle that as we get older. And then, you know, I know one thing in the, garage strength like system we talk about often is neural intelligence mm-hmm. and use of like reflexive movements to do that uh, but to your same point with unilateral movements and like that neural intelligence or the ability to like co-contract like when you do that one arm bench press like you you don't quite realize how much your alternate ab and yeah, hip is, is like yeah squeezing into the bench but when you do that and you do it correctly like it's like oh now i feel it and that to me too is like all right if i can coordinate those muscles and be more neurally intelligent that's going to help me long term Mm -hmm. with how my body communicates and probably somewhere along the line like my actual like cognitive function yeah yeah yeah, for sure stay like healthier better more improved dude i think it's just like there's people who have done research on individuals who do crossword puzzles as they age tend to have less they are less likely to develop things like dementia. I would be willing to bet a large amount of money that doing complex exercises like that, I'm not saying it's going to. It's not a cure all. Yeah. It's not a cure all, but I'm sure that there's some type of evidence that would show having to focus and problem solve with motor tasks will have a positive impact on you with aging. Yeah. I wish people could see you and your creativity with movement patterns like how you sent me a video oh yeah that was good one. I, I so i was watching one of our videos i was like making comments on it and i got transfixed on the reaction to it and i started looking at it and i noticed something with the athlete's knee yeah and i just said to dane i'm like how does he do that yeah so dane's like let me figure out an exercise to mimic it. Yeah, and then we'll do it. And then he he texted me a video, I think, of two or three different exercises. To try and fix to it. To try to fix it. Yeah. And like just be able to like, all right, so this is how someone could coordinate to be able to do this. You know what I wanted to bring <laughs> this up is I actually think that could be a series on peak strength is that we react to something and then we actually 
make another follow-up video that is a problem-solving exercise to the reaction. Whoa. I'm I'm all in for that. I think that that's like content that no one else does. Yeah. But and it might not be the the greatest. I've also even thought about when we analyze like a three-part series. Yeah, yeah, or like when we would analyze like a research paper, you analyze the research paper and you you do your analysis. And then you do a follow-up of like, this is how we set this up clearly with the exercises in a training day. Uh Um, And I was thinking that as far as the reaction to the the athlete that we were just discussing, like, I think that would be like, you know, month one, you post the reaction. Month two, you post the the exercise solving. We saw this. This is the exercise. And even three, like five exercises to cut like, yeah, (laughs) individual Dude, oh, that'd be cool. That would be nice. We might only get a thousand views, but it'll be cool. Whatever. <laughs> we can experiment with it. I think it would be neat. Uh oh, Jason's looking up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Go Jason. He's hey, like- I did want to bring up Jason. Today in our YouTube live, I actually said on the live, I said, we should cut this from social for social media. How do we make sure that that happens? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh nice. <laughs> Great. Great job. Yeah, Jason's just <laughs> Jason just said exactly what Dane wanted to hear. Yep. Dane, what's on your face? That looks like a Oh, three rated GS verbiage per video. <laughs> Uh-oh. Man. Dane Oh, good job, Jason. I yelled at Jason saying this morning he was stealing my scripts, and then he's like, you took my script. (laughs) Jason, I love how clever you are. Yeah. And so many just like. Yeah, but here's the problem. He doesn't get called out on his bullshit enough. He doesn't. He doesn't get called out enough. I don't believe that because I dealt with Jason every week for about at least seven months. (laughs) And. I can tell you, he didn't like talking to me some days. <laughs> some days? No, I it was only some. It wasn't every day. Majority of them. Maybe, but <laughs> he he was... What do you think he's thinking about right now? Uh, he's just, please don't say this, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but to his credit, he's won everything that was like sort of push actually stuck. Oh, yeah. And well, like has his, become... That's his, that's his forte. Yeah, no. He just wants to push back. All right. Let's keep talking about lifting old people. Well, I want to bring up that I think this sort of can can go off of Jason. Jason's forte, and I believe my forte, is that and, and old people in general are very good at doing the same shit over and over relentlessly. Like, we've sort of been programmed to just do that. And, you know, going off of that comment, I think that that's really really good for fitness but it can also lead to uh massive inefficiencies in your body as as you are aging so i did want to bring that up so the unilateral movements yeah 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 especially like for someone like an athlete like you right Mm -hmm. you have a complete imbalance just from your sport that developed right so the unilateral movements and anyone who has watched a video what is it your left your right side my right ankle yeah his right ankle he always comments like he like Notice the video I sent you was me doing a jump from my left side. Yeah, no. I did do it to my right side. It just took me a little while. I noticed that on the video, too. So everyone listening right now, start commenting about every time Dane demos, why aren't you doing your right side? (laughs) Everyone, start calling it out. And then we can, if it happens enough, maybe we can have a shirt. Why aren't you doing it on your right side or (laughs) something like that? That'd be awesome. (laughs) We're going to have one comment. Well. Maybe (laughs) we got to start somewhere. Yeah, that's true. We got to start somewhere. All right. So we talked about bodybuilding movements with lifted. Yeah. Let's talk about absolute strength and technical coordination. Cause I have a theory with you that I I feel like I want to put you on blast. I don't think you do technical coordination that often. No, I would say this. I would say once a month I'll do close grip snatches and I'll just do like 50, 60 kilos, pause it in the hole. Okay. And I use it more as a mobility. Yeah. I think it's like, I honestly believe it is like the greatest mobility exercise. Uh, it's like you get in the hole, you do you do a close grip snatch. It's hard. You feel like the the bar's moving forward on you, and then after four or five sets, you start to feel better. 
then you're good. <laughs> I remember when I was training all the time, and I, like I, I remember taking. I think it was like 106, maybe six times, getting it overhead, being stable and going to stand, and just losing it forward, forward. Yeah, every time, and I, yeah. I was like, yeah. but anyway. Yeah, I mean that's the whole. That's the whole. I think that's the benefit of the close grip snatch is your upper back really wakes up. And I was not. I did not cheat it too. Like I wouldn't go a little bit wider. Yeah. Like I would literally go from my clean grip, and it was rip. Oh. I think though, if you're if you're doing like a technical coordination movement like close grip snatch, let's say, or power clean, and then you're doing a back squat or a front squat for absolute strength, I think as you're older you you could use you could wake up you could warm up and say i want to see how i feel during during the close grip snatches and if i don't feel great i'm just going to hit a couple sets loosen up and that's probably going to help me feel better for squats if you feel good on a specific day then you can push that a little bit more and you can you can sort of ramp up over that and then maybe you go a little bit lighter on the on the absolute strength movements but i think it's like i also think you can flip it where you might squat first just to wake up because you want to push your close okay, snatches. That- so I think that that's where it gets a little bit more unique on with the individual. I think it gets more unique with as you're aging with, you know, what, what your goal might be specific to that day, because some days you feel like crap. Some days you feel really good. And some days you feel poppy and you want to, you want to clean a little bit more something like that. So I think it's, Again, I you know I, I'm going b- back to the athletic fitness part in the app, but it's like that's what makes that portion of the app really unique. Is it's like you can there's four aspects that and it and you can change it every day. You know, one day you could pick cardio or weight loss, and the next day you can pick muscle, and then the next day you can pick muscle again, and so it it makes it a little bit more unique in the sense that it's how you're feeling on that given day. All right. So you brought this up and I, we were going to, I have this on here to talk about it too. Let's talk about cardio and like sort of the weight loss stuff and, you know, running and heart work, mm-hmm. the big, like popular thing, like zone two now, right? Yeah. Like yeah, it, yeah. It, it's everywhere. It, it's essentially like what fitness YouTube is. It feels like at the moment. Yeah. I, I noticed that the other day that I was on YouTube and there's like it's four everywhere. videos on it. And I think partially the only reason I noticed it is because I went for a long run last week on Saturday with Caitlin. I forget if I told you this. We ran like nine miles, and it was the first time that she smoked you, right? No, dude, she actually bailed before I did because her calf was bugging her. Um, I'm not even lying. (laughs) I'm not lying. But the first five miles, my heart rate didn't go above 150, and that has never happened to me. And I was like, this is literally – I'm training in zone two. What was wild was – the next two days i felt amazing and then that's when i you know i've i started to just look at zone two videos and there's a lot that have come out in like the last month i'm like i wonder if like what that is like i don't i don't know the the ebbs and flows of it but i i was sort of thinking maybe we do a peak strength video on it on this even this specific trail that i ran um and go over the benefits but it's like seems like it might be oh it's it's overkilled a lot of people do it. I've Especially seen, in the marathon world and the, yeah, the 10K world. Yeah, it's been coming world. through, too. Yeah. It, it, I think, though, it definitely has its benefits. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I like the fact that you could, like, when you talked about running with Caitlin, like, I like how the whole idea is you're able to have a conversation. That was the whole point. So, like, I love, go, like, I'll go with run with Julian and be like, all right. Yeah, you're talking the whole time. Dude, we'll it was like. Have a conversation while we go. That was exactly, it, it, I think it was a combination of. It's in the shade. The trail's in the shade. It only has about an 80-foot incline for the entire run, which is nothing. And you're running with a partner. You know, I didn't want to – part of me wanted to have headphones in, and I was like, no, this is, like, time that she and I get to spend together. And I actually told her, I'm like, dude, we should do this, like, once a week. This was great. It was, like, an hour of yeah, just – No her. kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's, like, that is the the upside is, is also, like, you know, you're – the the upside there is that uh the fact that you keep your pace lower because you're communicating yeah and you sit there and you, you just have a conversation like, yeah oh, man how are you feeling right now i'm tired yeah my legs are heavy yeah <laughs> all right well keep going yeah exactly 
don't be a wimp. But how does that work in the athletic fitness? Like if I was to go in and I chose a cardio day or the like weight loss day, what am I doing? Like, what do I need to do? What's like my minimum dose? What like I would say like 20 to 30 minutes around like 140 beats per minute for zone two. And I think that I like to actually look at, you know, today I, I did a, a two and a half minute test where well, I did two and a half minute repeats at 75 RPMs on the bike just because I was like – I today is sort of like my off day from anything so i, I didn't even oh, go I into have that to ask you if you did that quad pump thing i, I told didn't you do it yet i forgot but Man. i ended Jason, up write that down give him a sauna task for it but i did 10 minutes at and i, I didn't let myself get above 145 beats per minute so it's like holding a 70 no 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 i was i was holding 58 rpms which i also noticed that in the past if I hold 58 RPMs, that's where I start to take over 150. Previously, 145 would be 56. Now I'm up at like 58 to 59. So I notice that I'm in a little bit better shape. Um, but I think that, you know, between 10, if you're a newbie, like 10 minutes there would be fine. I think as you, as you get into it and you get more experience with the aerobic training, I think 20 to 25 minutes is ideal. I think then as you, you know, after about eight months, it probably would be like 30 to 45 minutes. I have a question for you. Have you ever, like, do you base your max heart rate off like something you found out it is? Or do you use like a... I just use my uh, my Apple Watch right now. I so mean, did you like try to like, all right, I'm going to see how high can I get no, my heart No, I don't rate? like doing that because I panic. Oh. I've had it up over 179, like at 179. Yeah. But I don't like to go higher than that. So do you base it off that number then, or do you uh, base like one eighty? Okay, I, I guess what's, what is it? It's two twenty minus forty would be. I mean, I guess that would be almost my right. Suppose like I would assume my max heart rate is probably one eighty five, one ninety. I feel like I'd have to do more like learning about it, but like, what happens if you're in better shape? Well, that's where I think it, it can go higher, right? And then all of a sudden, your max heart rate maybe you can push something like right. crazy like that. You didn't even know. That's it. one thing I wanted to start to play around with was the lactate testing. Lack, yeah, lactate the, uh, not lactating, but lactate. Like you, you see what the lactic acid buildup is in your blood. Yeah. You do a thumb prick, and you can see like set by set what's happening i'm gonna send you a podcast after this i'd love to listen to it and you're gonna probably want to subscribe to this guy's Substack afterwards well that, that'd be fine because i want to yeah. i want to buy one of the the tools to measure it yeah just to see what what it, what readings does it give me and uh, what impacts it um if anything yeah i think this is the other thing is like going back to this old man training athletic fitness yeah and the, the peak strength app yeah is like all of the, you know, and we were, I was saying this in today's YouTube live where it's like the cool part right now, the way I feel about the, the, what the services are that we're, that we're providing is like, we've done so much research and so much experience in coaching sports performance. And that's like developed and in the app and provided through YouTube footage and stuff like that. And now, like, with longevity and health, we're just, like, knocking on the door here. And it's cool to sort of see each one taking I its own. I wish we could get some of the, like, 30, 40-year-old, 50-year-old people who train here. Like, just, like, a photo gallery. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, how old do you think they are? Yeah. And you'd be like... 26 no nope. yeah. they're about 37 yeah. like just yeah. things like that like it'd be there's so many like there's so many people women downstairs too whose arms are just like ripped yeah shredded they're just cut up and it's like they have like three kids and one of them's like 18 like, well that, that's the whole thing too is like a lot of the training of those individuals is what's contributed to that that yeah. development so well like I almost think of it from like an authority standpoint. Like yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. knows you can train like right. Olympic level athletes, world-class athletes, D one athletes. Like we got that, but like, why should we trust you on this? And it's like, I just want you to go see, like, yeah. I want you to look at these people. I want you to see what they're capable of. Yeah. That's I true. want you to see the masters athletes who see compete. Kim like, and Holly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure on that. Absolutely. Man. And there's so many other like masters weightlifting athletes too. Like, yeah. Who have competed and done well. It's just like, well, 
it's like small potatoes because and not like legitimate small potatoes like it means something to them like you support them you're big on that but like in the grand scheme of like athletic stuff it's small potatoes yeah, yeah, like it, yeah it's not an olympic medal it's not a national title like it's really just their mental health and yeah them wanting to have fun exactly but like but still being tested those athletes are here though yeah like just as much just to give a little thing you ready for uh overrated underrated yeah um Hill sprints for older athletes, overrated or underrated? Underrated. I think they should be done once a week. I totally disagree with you. You're stupid. No, I'm not. And this you're is why gonna, I disagree with you. Because you run too fast and you go too hard and you hurt your hamstring. Every time. Can't help it. Yeah, because you need to go slower. But that's not a sprint. Run then. backwards. That's not a sprint. Run backwards. It's not a sprint. <laughs> that's your fault. Not, not I can't the hills. help it. I'm so strong and fast. <laughs> yeah, okay. My, my body wants to protect me. If you're over 35, you should be running hills once a week. Contrary to what Earl's saying. Here's my problem with it. If I'm going to do it effectively, I probably need an hour before I can actually do it. <laughs> and it's like, I just, I don't. I haven't been out on a hill in a while, though. I want to, I was just thinking. I, You're scared, well, aren't you? Sprint-wise. No, I'm not scared. Yeah, you are. The good thing was, every time I did it, it only took me a week to recover. Oh, yeah, that's fine. And one or two very intense yoga sessions, too. Well, so there you go. You just heard it, and then the next week you come back and no. do it again. Um. <laughs> LSD for older athletes. Oh, I thought you were saying a drug. I'm like, damn, I can't answer that one. Uh, no, no, no. I think that I think I think that overrated, is, underrated. Yeah, I think that's underrated. I think I think that's another thing that it's going into that zone two, you know, trendy discussion is like, yeah, dude, do it for an hour and a half. Hey. Like, you can. I think the cool part is is like, here's a good story, and I forget if I shared this last week, but. I was in Eugene and I called into our, our marketing meeting and I'm on the phone for the, and I, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out for a run. I'm going to be on the phone for the whole meeting while I'm on the run. You know, I, I, chimed, I chimed in a couple of times, but I think it was great. I was on the meeting and I'm on the run because I was less likely to, to cut people off inside the meeting. So I listened instead of being an obnoxious male that i am and then on top of that i continued the meeting with trevor aside uh for about an hour the entire time i was on a run and i think that one of the things i said to caitlin was that that helped slow me down on my my pace i got like nine miles in i got a lot of work done while i was doing that and that's the one thing with lsd work for an older individual is like we love I think it's underrated because we love to complain about how we don't have time to do something. And it's an exercise that you can do and still get work done. You know, my, one of my most important business consultants or that I use for consulting, he can walk 10 to 12 miles a day while he's doing very, very high level accounting because he has a treadmill under his, under his desk. And he's like, dude, I'll go three miles and I'm doing work the whole time. I don't even think about being on the treadmill. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's like, that to me is like a really cool part of LSD work. Yeah. No, great point. Um, overrated, underrated hurdle hops for older athletes. I'd say they're overrated. Cause I think they're a little dangerous for older <laughs> athletes. Like I get, I get, I love hurdle hops. Like I'm like probably I probably prescribe hurdle hops more to any to athletes on the planet more than anyone else out there. Or I probably prescribe them more on the planet to athletes than anyone. Um but I do fear I do fear as you're aging you sit on top of that hurdle and you just eat it. And the thing is, is you don't fall as well as when you're, you know, a yeah. 20 year old football player or, or field hockey player. And that couldn't lead to. And the problem is, is like little injuries from something like that can lead to you break your arm. Now you're, or you, you dislocate your shoulder. Now you're in the hospital for six, you know, you got to get surgery and then you're laid up for six to eight weeks. And it's very hard to come back from stuff like that. So I just think like, I think it makes sense to do it to a point. But only if you're really at that level where you're confident in your ability to jump. I, I'm not saying to avoid them. But I'm just saying be careful. Yeah. yeah. I love hurdle hops as an older person to do them. I am thinking of buying hurdles just so I can do hurdle hops. I, I think you should. Yeah. Yeah. 
and get the mini ones too. I mean, you're and pliable enough that you would you'd be fine. Oh yeah. Did I tell I think I was telling you like we were talking about um the like different body types. I'm like I'm someone who can go and clean 300 pounds, but I'm also someone who can like go and put my palms to the ground. Yeah, yeah. With them in line with my feet. Like yeah. not in front of my feet. Like I can literally like the back of my hand will be in line with my heel. I can't do that. And I can touch my palms to the ground. Like so I'm deceptively flex yeah like i can like i'm not over the top like i can't get in splits and stuff but in certain aspects like you're like whoa like it's i'm not bad now if you ask me to do stuff with my arms behind my back i'm not so good mobility wise like i can't get myself in the position yeah i can passively be put into it like if someone would like like let me put your arms there um but so I, i always like that dichotomy like almost like how when you watch a one of the Chinese lifters. Yeah, they're so big, but they're so mobile. Yeah, like mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I but. think that is a cool thing as you're aging too. Is like, oh, I'm 45 and I can still do hurdle hops. Like, dude, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like when some of the high school kids see me do stair jumps, I'm like, yeah, I'm still explosive. But it's yeah. like, how high was your vertical? 31. You hit. Yeah, or? I think it was. Did we release that video? Nope. That was so long ago that we filmed yeah. that. I think it was 31.3. All right. Don't, um, don't short me. Either or. You ready for this one? Yeah. Dumbbells or kettlebells? Dumbbells. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, that one, that's that was, predictable I, for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this when I was at the CrossFit gym in uh, Eugene. Well, not CrossFit gym. They're they're not a CrossFit gym. They're a weightlifting gym. And they're Oh, it's a sick gym. Eastside Barbell it is freaking sick there. Dude, by the way, when I did that seminar, they had I think they had five chicks clean – over 95 kilos oh and they were like masters all of them were masters dude it was freaking sick but they have a lot of kettlebells and i was like you know i just never i've never taken there's a guy on instagram every goddamn dre i think is his name and like i watch his videos he's like a diehard kettlebell guy i've just never like taken a a liking to it but i you know i never did for running either so i mean i'm not discounting maybe at some point in my life i'll do I, them i have two comments on kettlebells if i want to get my heart rate through the roof in five minutes or ten minutes i will just do kettlebell snatches or even swings yeah and my heart rate will just explode that and jumping rope yeah yeah specifically double unders jumping rope yeah just normal jumping rope i can kind of hold it Bruce. yeah um that and then the other one, if I want the barbell to feel as light as possible in the pool, I will do heavy kettlebell swings for like 10 reps, maybe like eight. And I only as have a warm up. No, I'll do it as my accessory. Movements, oh, okay. But I'll do it like often yeah. because I know I'm getting the like cardiovascular stuff with it, too. Yeah, yeah. And within like, say, like eight to 12 weeks. My pools feel like like it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. So like I go to clean. It's like, oh, that feels light off the ground. Yeah. Because it's I can see that it's such a dynamic movement with the lower back the whole time. Yeah. And the hinge. Yeah. I can see that. Those that's my thoughts with the kettlebell. Yeah. And then if you snatch often enough too, I'm sure your like well, arms start looking lean and ripped. And I think for me, it's just, dude, I just love dumbbells. I love pressing with dumbbells. I like rowing with dumbbells. I like curling with dumbbells. I found this one silly curl with a kettlebell that's fun. What is it? Um, you flip, you hold it by the kettlebell grips, yeah. but you put the bell on top. So when you curl it, it's almost like curling it's with staying like, up. Yeah, yeah you, you gotta to hold like, it. I've done that. Yeah, that, that is good. And it like crushes your wrist though. If you let it get out of line, like yeah. you're just like, oh, yeah. Like I've seen that. That one's fun. All right, audience questions. Discord, join it. Subreddit, Discord. join it. Yes. Discord's over a thousand now, isn't it? Do we? I think it's over a thousand members now. All right, ten to fifteen short. Be that thousand plus member. Do it. Um, Liquidarity. Who? I will talk to this person on Discord pretty regularly. They are super <laughs> active. Earl and Dane. My psoas hip flexors are overcompensating for a weak adductor on my right side. What should you? Re- what would you recommend for some supplemental movements for uh, GSPS to help correct that? My guess, Copenhagen planks or weighted Cossack squats. Wait, I thought it that... was adductor. Yeah, I thought AD. adductor was a strong one. No, uh, movements. 
for some GSP to help correct that. Um, weak adductor. The oh, the yeah. I would weak. do a banded Cossack squat where your leg that you're sliding out has a band around it and you slide it in as you stand up and you have to squeeze at the top and hold it for like four or five seconds. Do a slow eccentric back out, bring that back in. And then I think Copenhagen squats, but like holding like a hip lock or Copenhagen planks holding a hip lock on the side uh can can help and you can put a plate on that hip lock the knee that is being held in the hip lock position that'll help you're like double dipping yeah both sides that's what i would do that's pretty cool yeah that's creative this is what i mean i was talking about your creativity with movements like that one i stole from a guy on instagram oh but i guy on instagram yeah i am pretty good at that though why do you say steal instead i learned that's what i learned from a guy on instagram yeah, yeah. see you know how language is very powerful there i think one I'm, you sound like a thief the other you sound like an academic that is true actually all right yeah that's very true like it's all about framing yeah it is too yeah oh i learned this from here like, yeah oh name redacted from discord i know exactly who this is uh, not who but like the name yeah. that's redacted also, this person is very active. I've okay. spoken to them. Hey, Dane, I've been progressing my clean and snatch for the past few months. My clean has gone up 50 plus pounds. I can do a little under 200 pounds, which is 20 above my body weight. But my question is, on average, how long does it take to add another 50 plus pounds to the clean? I know there's a law of diminishing returns, but how and when does it specifically start to kick in? Thanks. He who should not be named. Oh, he even knows he won't be named anymore. I like this person. I mean, the the diminishing returns is a long ways off. Like, dude, there are, it is a long ways off. And if you're cleaning like two hundred, two twenty, I wouldn't even say you're you're not even close. But I would say for for this person, it's like I I to to tell you the time frame it would take. I would have to see him move how they how they react how how athletic they are what their body weight Who is. It is i'm pretty sure they're a basketball player too okay so they're a little taller maybe yeah so i think that that could have a time uh a, an impact on the time frame because it's a longer pull um i think improving front squats improving your back squat to a box if you're taller doing single leg squats can help um but honestly, I would get comfortable doing like a power clean, a full clean, and a front squat, and I would do that complex for like four to six weeks, and then you would probably PR again. There it is. He who should not be named. Wait, is that that's Voldemort, right? That's from Harry Potter. He who should not be named, or is that from something else? Pop culture. All right. That's I don't know. Yeah, you don't read. Why would you know that? Yeah. You don't live in <laughs> fantasy worlds. All right. That's that's. Old man athletic fitness. Yeah, I think the big thing is like just focusing on, I mean, one, looking at like those four areas and what you want to focus on when you get in the gym. I do think, too, like you've got to prioritize your nutrition to a point and then over that long period of time, set big goals for yourself to achieve and you can start to factor that into your programming inside of Peak Strength. And if you want to get on that athletic fitness program, head over to peakstrength.app, the Google Play Store, the Apple iOS Store. You can download peak strength if you're already in peak strength you can change your program and get out of the sports performance side and click on that athletic fitness side both sides are phenomenal to help you achieve those athletic goals and your overall fitness goals until next time peace later